0: Hey guys, this is Alexander T. foreign, and you're watching Low Key MTL.
1: I find you super interesting because you're in, you're like an artist, but you're also in sales, which is like yeah. kind of rare, you know? Um, so, like, we'll start with the art side. Like, you went to school for art. remember you telling me uh
0: so in cgep i went for sports and sciences Uh, i graduated from there and when i applied for concordia i wanted to just go into art i wasn't interested in going into sports and sciences anymore uh you know i was interested in finance you know i didn't want to follow the footsteps of uh, you know the rest of my family members i Mm -hmm. really wanted to you know stick with my passion and the one thing that really um like stayed in my mind is that now that you're in university you can do what you want to do, that you're passionate about, opposed to being in high school. and yes, yeah, a little bit of CJP as well. Uh, depending on what courses, you're kind of limited what you have to do. I found being in school was the best time to develop my own style. Mm-hmm. But with that, I had to gain some extra tough skin. Because uh, I think no matter what field you go into there's someone out there is always going to be a critic for something and mm. in the art community. If you look very much out of place, uh, you're already, someone's going to point the finger at you. Yeah, um, what
1: do you mean? I feel like artists are like the most out of place looking people. Yeah. Before. Well see,
0: that's the thing. Um, when you take, because I've been in the realm, two different realms and mm-hmm. you know, one of them is fitness mm-hmm. uh, immensely uh, and the other one is art. Right. but it is, it is but they're both a very small percentage mm. and of, like
1: in the fitness side too like I want to get to that later yes. how like the fitness side is like you're, you're in sales right yes so yeah like that's it's also like you're in the fitness world and in sales and in art so it's, y- a, it's like an interesting mix
0: yeah so yeah so being someone who looks like he should be in the sports department you had a lot of other artists saying oh true I see yeah sure you should be here yes yeah, yeah. um and <laughs> yeah so there already was per se a kind of a target on my back mm-hmm. it was i would say i was like it's easier to pick on the meathead mm-hmm. because you think already he doesn't have a full grasp of an understanding of art and to be quite frank going in there i didn't know a lot opposed to many of the other students mm-hmm. um so I had to step up my game and to understand more about uh, the other genres of arts, the other artists that were out there. Uh, but I needed to stay true to my to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I dressed my way, I acted my way and they like we said you're the, there the, there's a specific art art community that you can tell that they're artists. They how they portray themselves. Mm-hmm. I always portrayed myself as someone who was fit. I never portrayed myself as an artist. So when people take a look at that they they never make the correlation that I am an artist. Really? I'm yeah. just a bodybuilder. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I mean we will touch base on that a bit mm-hmm. but Going back to the score going back to that, you know You had to get that tough skin because you know criticism was there you would say it's constructive criticism But it never really was it was just direct criticism and mm-hmm. even some other people in my class too uh, That were great artists as well Still keep in contact with them today like my few close friends They would say that you know what even from the other artists, you know, there was never anything nice to say mm-hmm. There was an positive. and at that point you begin to keep your mouth shut because you, you don't know what to say anymore it might offend someone and we talk about the world that we live in today you can't say anything because it's gonna offend someone mm. I was in that environment way before it actually became something uh, even more relevant into, into the world today um, where you could or you couldn't and whether the correct uh, phrasing w- was a uh, proper or not uh, of that and I've seen the most I've had so I can tell you stories of the the work that I've seen in the presentations um, from a national gallery level to you know something being prevented in the class. Even well, on what that,
1: do you mean? What do you mean by phrasing? Like just like the way you say something. The person, way how you, it, it, and how how you say it, the way you say it, pronounce
0: yeah. it, can yeah. come off you know um, very aggressive, very True, rude. True. Yeah. 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 Um, you would not think any problem watching this would think like really just the way you phrase something. Yes, it was. Taken to that level,
1: yeah. Because you're criticizing something, so like, it wasn't. You're...
0: It wasn't even criticizing. It was just a suggestion, and that right, suggestion okay. is taken to heart because mm-hmm. it was. It's they already have this sense of entitlement.
1: Someone in your class, for example, like would you guys share like, styles, or mm-hmm. is everybody's kind of like on their own? Uh,
0: because I because I I did make an effort to you know Networking. gain better relations with yeah. people um no one ever really shared their tricks everyone or their styles because yeah. they kept it to themselves okay they didn't want someone copying them right yeah um, And as
1: an artist you want to be like your own thing you can't you, it, know, you it, don't really want to feel it, like you're stealing somebody's idea Right.
0: It, exactly it was very a uh, tutorial right uh, how would you say and it, it, it was hard to you know want to share ideas with other people and you know i'm guilty of that too because personally i'm i'm not going to share how i do such and such Mm -hmm. with this or that even till this day if i'm if i know specifically how to you know create this style on a canvas create this texture i'm not going to share with anyone but then i you know i take a step back and i realize like who am i picasso Mm -hmm. (laughs) seriously no shared with the world I mean, for, for you to just, you, you, know, you know, keep something to yourself, um, you know, it, it, it showcases how, how ignorant you, know, you really are. Mm-hmm. Because someone probably on the other side of the world is probably doing the same technique that you're doing.
1: Yeah, you're I really mean, I'll, do that, I'll give right. you an
0: example. You saw one of the latest uh, paintings that I, I did. She's almost finished. But yeah,
1: that one's beautiful. Thank yeah, you. Really uh,
0: nice. I use a sponge for okay. 80% of that painting. Oh, a wow. sponge <laughs> anyone can use a sponge
1: so, <laughs> so no no paintbrush or anything just very spongy.
0: very little very for fine detail yes yeah, yeah. but i mean what if someone's thought of that before everything that you ever thought of on putting onto a canvas pen or paper has been thought of mm-hmm. the only difference is can you do it better than the other person right that w- is going to separate you from the other artists
1: and like right now you're saying you're using a sponge and like say somebody sees this and they're like. Oh, I'm gonna use a sponge, but they're just gonna be experimenting it anyways. Like, like they'll experiment with it, and Mm -hmm. maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. They're not really Uh, like using your idea. You know what I mean?
0: Exactly. It's not. It's it's not like a trademark idea.
1: Especially like uh, like uh, a painting. So like it's like it's there's so much like specificity to like what you would create Mm -hmm. versus somebody else, right?
0: Like musicians take certain you know riffs bass lines right, from yeah, other yeah. songs and it has been done forever i i can listen to a rap song today and they took uh one of the tracks from a disco song mm-hmm. and that disco song took a track from you know classical music with the strings yeah. uh every artist has copied from each other and it's not copying it's more of improving yeah. um you can never beat the original because the original is the first person to have ever thought of it
1: mm-hmm. um, but I feel like nowadays, like everything is always some kind of regurgitation of what already exists. Of course, yeah.
0: um, I know it, any genre of art, mm-hmm. music, um, painting, dance. Everyone takes from everybody, but we do it in such a way that we ha- put our own twist into our own name to it. It's not like you are copying. In my case, the painting for stroke for brushstroke and you're you're creating four four fake ones Mm -hmm. out there in the world. You're just putting your own twists and your own style uh, on it. And it's really hard to stop and tell someone, oh, you can't do that because it's already been done before. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, I know I have, but I'm just perfecting it. So
1: the painting that we were just talking about, what is that one called?
0: It was uh, Kono Ame. Which okay. means, I, anyone Japanese, I hope this is correct, I got the correct translation, means um, fucking bitch. <laughs> <That is. laughs> uh, Do you
1: start with the name? Or no, does the name happen the, after? The,
0: the name usually happens after okay. or happens midway th- through the painting. Okay, and cool. in her case, it was the expression on her face. Right. Um, and, you know, with the name, you're able to incorporate just a little bit more to the painting mm-hmm. uh, to showcase that she is. A, uh, fucking yeah, it, bitch.
1: It, it totally fits. Yeah, yes. So uh,
0: cool. to to me, it, it, I always like to name my paintings like they're, they're my children or whatever, mm. uh, <laughs> and it has more of a um, connection, a bond to it instead of just as painting number two two seven five nine. Right. No, no, no. This is painting
1: Konolame. Mm.
0: Yes. Fucking bitch. Fucking bitch. Yes. <laughs>
1: Is this like a like a ritualistic thing for you, or is this like a meditative practice for you? Like, what's painting for you? Like? It,
0: it's a meditative practice. It is right. Okay. It, so,
1: well, since it's a meditative practice, what happens when you get commissioned work or someone wants to pay you to make a piece for them?
0: I've probably turned down more people oh. than accepted.
1: Okay, I was I was wondering if you if you turned down when I parents?
0: was younger. I would, you kind of do anything because I really wanted to get my name out there. Mm-hmm and I, I i i created some really great pieces i really did um and i was very happy with them but the older i got people will come up to me hey can you do painting my dog this exact way mm-hmm. like i don't do realism like that i don't i'll send you to someone oh but how much you're gonna charge because i know you you do it differently it's like no no no, no. you first of all time out this is not something you go to walmart and you know you 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 just get a photo of your dog you might as well just do that in, in that case and put it in a nice frame you want some high quality work you go to the right people you pay you know what they, what they're worth and you're getting something that no one else in the world has and cannot be duplicated
1: so getting a tattoo like you a, want the a, artist to be have his creative uh, freedom as well. A, right?
0: exactly i mean yes clients go in and you know they want this done and you know they got to work with the artist for that same thing goes with a with, uh, with with anyone for that for for, for that case mm-hmm. uh but when it comes to my paintings i have a specific style that i like to do and it's
1: it's kind of like a, a form of branding in that sense, it, right?
0: exactly and, and when it comes to abstract it, i'm open to using certain colors but don't tell me where to put my lines don't right. tell me where to put the brush i'm gonna do it my way and then you're asking me because you have all the confidence knowing that whatever i do produce you're going to love it because you already love my work Mm -hmm. Um, so I I have had people that I've had to not politely decline Mm -hmm. but push them towards another artist
1: yeah you just direct them to. they direct
0: them and uh, I've given trust me I've given a couple of my friends like some good commission pieces because they really focus on that specific genre of art it's very difficult too and as long as the client's willing to pay the price Mm -hmm. I focus specifically on what I do, and if you love it for what I do, mm-hmm. then, then you know it's gonna be a lot easier for me to create a piece because you're gonna love it no matter what.
1: Mm-hmm. I, I noticed with your style, there's you have like you have your own style, mm-hmm. but then it also depends on the piece you create. So you have like the acid piece where it's like kind of like all like yes, um, with blurry lines in a sense.
0: Acid Jungle was made in the span of four hours. We um, on acid. Uh, oh, no, I wasn't. I didn't was, uh, <laughs> agree <laughs> <laughs> No, good question though. Um, uh, with a bunch of spray paint cans, it was out of frustration for God knows what reason. But that uh, that night, uh, I even had my brother, who he he's a um, he he's my biggest art critic, and he's he cares very little about art. He has no artistic talent. I mm-hmm. love him, but he and he saw that he's like, don't touch it, don't do anything to it. I fucking love it. Okay. Like, it's like okay, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that is a good example of therapy already because it's such a big part of my life. If I don't do it, I you know, anxiety gets worse, and like, I'll be honest, a little depression kind of comes in now. It is a way to release the tension away, and that piece although it's small it packs a punch in terms of what's being showcased in that canvas mm-hmm. and you know during those times that's when i create my best my best work and you know as an artist i see it every day so sometimes it, the the um the, the likeliness kind of fades away but every time i introduce it to you know a potential clients and they want to see it this word they that catches their eye right away
1: mm-hmm. and they're they're kind of really blown away by it mm-hmm um so tell me more about the client side like how how did you first start getting commission pieces because do do they set you up in in school for that like do they tell you how to market yourself
0: if you want to learn about marketing you go in uh, to market yourself you go to a uh you know you take a marketing class okay uh very simple i've met other artists that go and take those extra collectors to know how to sell themselves uh better Mm -hmm. Uh, but it was also for them to get rid of the social anxiety Mm -hmm. um Uh, as we spoke about in that art community even being school they're very vocal but outside they don't know how to communicate with everyone else because uh, as an artist you have your own thoughts and ideas and wait i i don't I, I use this term loosely like no one wants to be a sheeple yeah people that follow the same path. especially artists
1: e- know, e- like e- 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 especially
0: artists we have yeah. our own thoughts and we have our own opinions on specific things i mean some mm-hmm. are more to one extreme than the other but we look at you know things from a different point of view and sometimes the rest of the world is not going to uh agree with that mm-hmm. so to be able to communicate with other people a a sense of fear of you not knowing how to communicate so taking these marketing courses and and allows you to become more sociable but allows you to uh, articulate your words correctly so that you can voice your opinion maybe in a respectful manner and will people instead of like disagree with you they will uh, they will kind of like nod their head and understand and that's what you really want and the same thing comes when you are uh you know selling yourself you're selling your work how did
1: you start marketing yourself oh
0: um like when you
1: when you finished your program yes did you feel like oh i'm ready for the real world i know exactly what i'm gonna do oh hell no okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so like how did that from going from that to what you've become so like you have like enough commission work you're pretty like known like, yeah like like uh your art and your style as well is pretty known right so like how did that, do you remember, can you like remember a point where like that first commissioned work happened and like you started getting that name for yourself for that style and you like found your style maybe?
0: It was more of a sense of nerves if anything because mm-hmm. it, you're presenting for a piece of artwork to someone for the first time mm-hmm. and they really like it so you want to make sure you're able to um, deliver what has been promised. Okay. Uh, as time goes on, you become more confident with your style, and people are confident with you because they like your style. So whatever you do create, um, you know they're gonna like it. I wouldn't say regardless, but you have to keep in mind that you're not making this for yourself. You're making this for the client. They do respect you. They respect your style, and they're okay with that. But don't give them something, uh, for lack of better words, half-assed. Right. And you know. But would you
1: Would you ever test like something new? Not, not on a really? client. Not on, on
0: a okay. client. With with myself, yes. Okay. And I've done that countless of times. Uh, and some sometimes my test pieces are usually the ones I should be presenting because those are, you know, all the all, all the tests over and over again of what I've been um, working on. And you know, I think a lot of the community, not just not just that um, people in general, like to see what I was working on before. I uh, perfected uh, what what I what what I was currently working on, mm-hmm. um, and it, my evolution evolves time and time again. So the the uh, prototypes, as you would call it, they usually are hidden away, and a lot of artists never like to show that. But mm-hmm. I think a lot more people are becoming uh, more open to the idea of showcasing the uh, work environment of these artists, because if we look at a gallery setting. All it is is white tablecloths, you know, paintings being hung across. Uh, you know, everyone's you know, sipping on their wine, drinking. Yeah, no one yeah. sees the studio side of things where it's a complete mess,
1: mm-hmm.
0: paint is everywhere, and uh, the only thing that really matters is that canvas. I I personally think for, you know, my next art exhibition, I would like to just here's a chair that I've worked on that is completely covered in paint. Uh, Here's a mock that I use. Here's some messy socks that I've had. Do you have painting, like, clothing? Uh, Yeah, I do. do. Well, I do, but majority of the time, I paint in regular clothes.
1: Okay. And that's... Do you ever ever have, like, uh, say you're working on a piece and you're still excited to get back to this piece that you're, like, don't even change oh, fuck yeah. oh, to your
0: sometimes head. sometimes if i know it's messy i'll just strip down naked and i'll you do
1: look, it fuck yeah, just, I yeah uh, fuck it.
0: just get naked because this idea is in my head and i need to act on it real quickly or i'm going to lose it mm-hmm. uh that's how passionate I, I i am when it comes to that because knowing that the power of creating something is in your hands is a really great feeling
1: when it comes to art because I, Yeah, isn't that interesting how like you could literally imagine something in your head and then you just bring it to life by, like, putting a- it
0: Exactly, a- a- exactly because we, we do so much um, Thinking? We th- yes, we do so much thinking in here yeah. and a lot of people never get the chance to put anything down on paper or let alone make that idea come into a reality
1: That's literally well, what Well, this is.
0: this is a good example, you made this idea come into a reality and Sometimes it it happens sporadically and other times you have to uh, sit on it, you have to think about it and it will grow from there. Mm -hmm. But with that growth, you are gaining knowledge, you are, you know, putting other ideas together.
1: If you're eventually going to take action on it, right?
0: Yes, you will. Because this does not happen overnight. That cone did not happen over.
1: No, right, yeah. These lights
0: ascending the did not right. happen over. Everything was put together piece by piece until it is finally complete. And I would say the same thing with painting.
1: Right.
0: I think of something, and I have to, in my mind, I'm going to use this color. I'm going to use that color, this size canvas. I'm
1: going to get this today, and we'll see. So, but so that you're technically can change. doing that tablet thing in your head.
0: And that's, a, I, I'm glad you brought that point up, because mm-hmm. I've been doing the tablet thing, as call, recall, um, thinking in, in my <laughs> Head for the longest period of time. When I've been told by every prof, write it down, and I do. Mm-hmm. But I'll oh, sketch it out, da, da, da. and I never did because okay. I felt it to be taboo. Okay. And once I did, it's like, well, I'm done. Like I don't even like it now. Like, the, because it's a it's a ru- it's a rough sketch. Mm-hmm. It's not the real thing. I rather, rather do everything in my head, everything in my head then you know start sketching on a tablet or a pad or yeah. a sketch pad you want to uh, see it when it's done want to see it it, it, ex- exactly step. and not even that um having something to work from like a good source like an image or an item mm-hmm. uh that's all the inspiration i need to understand what colors i'm going to use or what style or so, so on and so forth to 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 paint and to represent this image Mm-hmm. Um, and then from there, I'm able to pick the colors that I want. I already have my palette in my head. I already love the colors I work with, so that's taken care of. Mm-hmm. Now I have to make sure it's going to complement my painting. So just like you saw with my last painting, one before that, they—I wouldn't say the experimental pieces, but they're me testing out different saturated colors. Until I get the right one and there I'm I'm able to add other colors in that I like so you're Mm. consistently building and building um, Your idea in your head Uh, Especially when it comes to abstract you're building it as you go along You can have the fundamentals with you on your side because I believe that's what you really do need Mm -hmm. But your idea keeps building Um, the hair may change the eyes may my may be shortened because you, you with this color, you know they're too bright, they're too bold, they pop, you want to mm-hmm. bring them down a little bit more. All these thoughts go in your head, and it's really hard to articulate and explain things to people because you have to be in my shoes to understand what it's like grabbing a whole bunch of paint, throwing it onto a canvas and saying it's a masterpiece. And yet, at, at the same time, it's not finished yet. As an artist, as a painter, If you're not willing to experiment and to fail, then you're not going to improve at all as an artist. Get ready to take notes of every failure that you have done so you know how to turn that failure into a success. Back in 2019, I kind of took, you know, kind of a bigger step back away from painting. Um, My employer at the time, I, I was, you know, I had to work, work, work consistently uh, the only thing that I had really had time for were, were sketches um, and I knew stepping away from painting was a very big mistake because it, it uh I, I got uh, anxious from not being able to do it but at the same time I wasn't in the right mindset mm-hmm. to to want to paint now because I had an ideas because I had a, you know just a, a large lack of confidence at the time I was going through my own personal things during mm-hmm. that and then once uh, COVID hit um uh, you know i went through another um personal stage uh, as well but i knew if i started painting i would start feeling better so uh slowly slowly i started to gain material and that got me really excited again to paint but it was also at a, at a time where i didn't want to do my old style anymore i had no idea what i wanted to do and that was very frustrating so during that time i created i started coming up with new ideas i started doing some more research on different cultures different different ethnicities um you know other artists as well and there there was at one point where I was looking at all of this and I'm like I'm not inspired by anything because I'm trying to force a narrative that that I'm going to paint this or that where it wasn't naturally flowing occurring thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was frustrating because I'm very passionate about my art I, I love to paint and yet I couldn't bring myself to paint that's me. Why am I being so like precise with this? It is precise, but let's give it that raw feeling that you want it to.
1: So Instagram is like a big marketing point for you, right?
0: I've always found Instagram to be a marketing point. Right. And it's really interesting because a lot of my clients, mm-hmm. at least 90% have come from a fitness backgrounds, from the gym
1: interesting yeah yeah it, and just from just talking to them getting to know them at the gym I, guess, I
0: exactly um so I, that
1: brings me to the monster gym when you did actually because you're talking about the silhouette paintings yes you know the three big pieces that you did for yes monster? how did that how did you get that job like how did that happen?
0: um i was drawing a lot of bodybuilders at the time a lot of people don't know this um <laughs> but it was a, a kind of a phase where i just you know drawing a lot of bodybuilders um mm-hmm. Uh, and you know it's funny I, I was thinking about it Not too long ago I was like maybe I should do that again And the way I was doing it Was just on a black um, Ink paper And underneath was A very thin layer of chalk And you would scratch away At the black And the white will appear Hooray. And create that silhouette mm-hmm. um, And uh, I enjoyed doing it Very much It was, re- it was really fun I it was, it was a little bit I was much younger Than when I was doing that um, And there was this Very big empty blank space uh, On the top of uh, Monster Gym And I was with a friend at the time And he said Well, maybe we should put your artwork there Artwork, yeah Like one of those bodybuilders, balloons Like it'd be maybe cool You
1: already had those three pieces done?
0: Uh, I already had the images done And they were uh, they, they oh. this large oh, okay, Yes, okay, they were okay, this okay, large okay. And I approached the idea To, um, you know the, the head of Monster Gym Carmine? The, the Carmine yeah. and Vince, yes um, And, you know I wasn't expecting much, it was an idea. And they said yes to it because they saw my work and I gave them my portfolio. And it took me I think about two or three weeks to get everything prepared and done. Got it printed here. Mm. So what they did, because I, kn- I didn't have a, a high resolution camera and I knew nothing at the time about pixels and this and that. Mm. I just knew that I needed this image of this size to go on a 72 by 48 canvas. Mm-hmm. and when they came in I brought them in and they put them up I was just in absolute
1: awe and amaze. and um, yeah it must feel sick to have like a piece up there is, just, like, exactly so the
0: have, having those four
1: mm-hmm.
0: not three four a lot of people mm-hmm. know if you walk out of that um, locker room mm-hmm. and as you turn there's the uh, there's the bistro and then there's the, um, the spin bikes right in that corner is a woman doing this that's also mine as well Okay. So so, uh, so people know the, the three at the front, but then you have the fourth as you're coming out f- from the locker room.
1: Did uh, your um, perspective change after that of like your, your like, capabilities of, as an artist?
0: Um, I, I mean, like, hey, anything is possible, you have to ask, but mm-hmm. it, it also made me realize as you know, time progressed that um, it, if it wasn't for the fitness community that I'm in, I don't think my art will get the same exposure. Everything that I've ever done, art-related, whether it is a pres- presenting my work at uh, uh, an art exhibition, mm-hmm. hanging my work uh, anywhere, it, it's always, it's always been the fitness community that have had my back. I would say the craziest looking painting that I've done so far, besides my only one, only. Uh, which is the Japanese uh, demon oh it is said only one uh, only exactly so I have <laughs> to pre- um, I would have to also say it was the ultimate warrior that I painted for a client okay uh, uh, this, he still has it to this day it was probably one of my uh, favorite ones that I've ever done the ultimate warrior the ultimate warrior mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, everyone has watched WWE, wrestling, WWF, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, and The Ultimate Warrior with that, that vicious face, a snarling face, and then the face painting was like fluorescent colors that they did. It was a smaller, like, probably the size of, uh, you know, the, the the backdrop, the reflector here. I know you guys can't see it, but <laughs> you yeah. get it. Montreal as an art community, mm-hmm. or let alone, let's talk about Quebec, which is probably, has the largest influence of, of and the largest and my say population of artists mm-hmm. throughout the rest of Canada we were okay. the only province that had so much European influence in all of our artwork mm-hmm. while the rest of Canada uh, even the Canadian CF and the Regina 5 only received that influence later down the line so uh, not just I don't high and mighty but Quebec and Montreal has had the best artist, has had the best artwork come from here because we had such a better relation with Europe but we were able to add our North American style to it um, an evolution of what um, what your Europeans were, were originally uh, painting mm-hmm. a, at the time. To answer your question, Montreal is a phenomenal place to to be an artist. It, it 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 really really is because you are influenced by literally your whole city and everything around you. There is no right or wrong on how you want to portray your work, how you want to. Uh, according to work there's only your way, mm-hmm. opposed to um, you know if you were to head out you know further out west, maybe Ontario. Then you have you know Winnipeg. Then you have you know. Manitoba, Saskatchewan, Alberta, whatever. Um, great artwork, but I I don't I don't see a sense of um, you know there's no exhilaration. It's it's not to me. It's it's not the same as looking. It seems at, like more blinding. Yes, yeah. it's for lack of better words. Yes, mm. and it's not to put a. It's not to you know to insult. I just been exposed so much here and you know being a part of the I I have so kind of like well I've I've, I've seen better
1: I want to ask you about like working.
0: So uh, the company I work for is called Yummy Sports. We're a dietary sports supplement brand. We're more of a lifestyle brand. Right. Uh, If anyone knows me, I've been very immersed in the uh, supplement industry for years. Right. Yeah. So my passion is yes, as we spoke, uh, art, painting, everything, as it's fitness and supplements. I've Mm -hmm. studied it. I've um, tasted everything. I have. And is
1: this something you just studied on your own because your personal interest? Well,
0: I've taken nutrition courses. uh, You know, taken taken bio. By by biology science uh, as well Uh, but this has always been something that I've done on my own or other courses that I've paid for Mm -hmm. uh, time I mean there was when I was you know getting into it there was never like a really specific specific course and a lot of people I spoke to in my industry that have been doing this for years they said well there was really never any courses for it. It was just, you know, you would have to take a a science class or a nutrition class, and you'll be lucky enough, they would talk about dietary supplements, but there was uh, only very few courses that really fixated on, or courses fixated on, uh, you know, dietary supplements, and you would have to have uh, an understanding of biochemistry uh, for that. So a lot of things that have and were created were through the fields of medicine but ended up being directed into uh, dietary supplements because uh, there's like was, was a better alternative than uh, this specific medication. You can take this dietary supplement mm-hmm. instead. And that's what always interests me is how that a plant, a vitamin, a root, of anything of that sort can have such positive benefits on internally and externally where we don't always need to rely on uh, medication. Not saying the modern very medicine very- is... Awful. No, I, it does wonders, but we can incorporate these uh, dietary supplements that, mm. you know, quite like, frankly, your body be,
1: needs. It would be, uh, yeah, exactly. Like, I, I, I feel like doctors, like a good doctor in today's day and age would recommend supplements before he would recommend medication. Um,
0: I'll, I'll, give, I'll give you a good example. A uh, product like Ubiquinol, mm-hmm. I was reading an article, they, it Is great for uh, any patient who have had a heart attack because it allows the heart to expand more and be able to pump, get uh, more blood flow going through. So we're talking about this internal the heart, cocaine, mm-hmm. um eubectinol, excuse me. And because of that, you know, it does do wonders. Uh, that with combined with bergamot, which is great for uh, cholesterol as well, but, it, and it's also good for, um, well, cardiovascular health. Uh, so products such as that, natural products like that, uh, do wonders, and, and yeah. that's the
1: stuff you guys are working with. That uh, Yummies. Yeah. So,
0: no, so here at Yummy Sports, uh, we're focusing on is uh, very simple, very straightforward uh, products for the everyday person.
1: So, uh, like protein, protein pre workout? B-
0: yeah, pre workout, branching amino acid, mm. uh, fat burner. But our ingredients are not overdosed, nothing's overstimmed, everything is uh, respectfully dosed because our clientele is um, between a certain age demographic, and it's usually the individuals that are still starting to get in the gym for the first time. Majority of them are female, higher percentage, and uh, they don't want to buy a five pound tub of this intimidating whey protein where it has like a, a bull on it, no. So our packaging, as you can see, is light, it's fun,
1: it's appealing to right, everyone, right, right, nice.
0: but uh, we're nice. also in the phases of doing a lot of rebranding too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Are so you
1: helping out with that? Because you have an art background?
0: I, 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 well, well, one of the major reasons I was brought on is to help with that as well. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, so having my artistic influence in there is such an honor mm-hmm. and it allows me to be a little bit more free with how, how I, I see, see the brand because my opinion really matters on how we portray ourselves, especially mm-hmm. um, when I look at a lot of other supplement companies all, all throughout the day, but I'm looking about how they portray themselves as a brand what style is in what font is literally being used mm-hmm. what uh, what texture just how i look at art i also look at other brands and what they're doing especially lifestyle brands so mm-hmm. we are in that f- current rebrand phase where we are going to be having new labels we are going to be working on a, a fresh new look that's more appealing to mm-hmm. uh, not just female but to males a- as well and this we're, is a montreal based company this is a montreal based company mm-hmm. we are international we're in uh, all across canada UK and uh, parts of the EU and still parts uh, in Australia as well.
1: Cool. When did you get started with them? So I,
0: I literally I actually started with them six months ago.
1: Okay. Cool. Awesome. Yes. So
0: um, it's oh, it's only been six months, but it feels like a full year because we've had so much work on our plate. Right. Uh,
1: but during are they a startup? In
0: a no, well, it's been around since two thousand eighteen. Okay. But it was um, true. They're
1: like international, so they're exactly, that. Stage. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Mind you, uh, they, they became very international very quickly within the, within the first year, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Uh, but uh, the company's been around since two thousand eight. But since uh, I would believe. Um late 2019, early 2000, 2020 that's when the brand started to go through a different direction with a, uh, with a new look mm-hmm. started working on you know better quality ingredients. Uh, and now today, we have some of the best quality ingredients in our products that I've put any other brand toe to toe with us. They can beat us, yes. and they, they take a look, laugh at us, and they take a look at us. So like your your packaging looks like you're from um,
1: Candyland. <laughs> and yeah, but was, that's what You're you're trying to stand out on the shelves.
0: exactly, like, it's, it's and exactly we do, and we doing. do, and we do stand out on shelves very mm-hmm. much. And then if you see us in any of our stores literally the first thing you look at is ours because we're the most vibrant we pop the most mm-hmm. uh and we're most appealing so we're you're automatically drawn exactly to us. and i
1: find that's really marketable as well like the colors that are on this like bottle they yeah. do really well together and like it's it's not something you usually see a shaker cup looking like you know you see like the typical superman dot islands and then you would never see those two colors together
0: exactly and a lot of brands now are kind of veering in that direction they're coming up with their own specific lines that mm-hmm. are a little bit more flashy a little bit more pop because mm-hmm. they're trying to get this other younger demographic to come in right. and they're, they're not moving away from the hardcore bodybuilding scene but they are you know playing with the idea of like well. Everyone takes supplements. That's so right. So we, do, you,
1: do you have to like cater? Do you have to choose who to cater to? You, you can't really be both. You got to be either like bodybuilders or like uh, well, n- like new gym. We, we
0: need, I put it this way: um, I was coming from being a bodybuilder myself, being someone who's very into fitness, but also coming from a previous world of you know bodybuilding supplements, sports, hardcore sports supplements. Um, everyone needs them, but it's it's a smaller percentage. Opposed to the everyday person, which is ninety-five percent, that ninety-five percent uh, is so interested in taking dietary supplements. They're mm. not interested in taking the hardcore stuff that they see, like the guy benching three or four plates. It's right, right. like I, I'm just starting out. I don't, mm. I don't need that. That's so it. that's our key demographic uh there's no intimidation from our product there it's uh incredible colors as i mentioned you know very vibrant Mm -hmm. it draws you in flavors are phenomenal too Mm -hmm. uh our bcas are vegan as well so we are playing to that market Mm -hmm. um yeah, I feel like you have to know Yeah, we have to nowadays. So we really are coming with, with the times and we're very well aware of how, um, how, where the market's going for supplements supplement selected. So 2021 is our year to really come out with the new products that we've been working on. What about with the, the, new look.
1: the pandemic? Did that affect you guys at all? Uh,
0: surprisingly, we did incredibly well. During the pandemic, um, once people, a lot of people start working out at home and buying equipment, uh, sales uh, kind of like increased uh, rapidly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now that a lot of the supplement stores that are open, um, literally across Canada, and I've spoken to a lot of the retailers all the way from British Columbia to uh, Newfoundland, they're doing fine and dandy they 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 really are some of them are struggling a little bit but they're they moved on to online sales and that's it yeah do you guys yeah. have online sales well, yeah so we do have an online platform as like direct well.
1: to consumer like i'm used to consumer. exactly consumer. so yeah.
0: we ship from from montreal and anywhere in canada it'll get to you mm-hmm. uh as quickly as it as it can usually uh two to five businesses usually five if you're out, out there in a British right, Columbia right.
1: Um, that must have helped a lot for sure. Oh, pandemic. it has, yeah.
0: it, truma- it tremendously, it tremendously uh, did. And a lot of the retailers that we work with, we, we recommend like maybe we should make an online website only because it's gonna help you out so much mm-hmm. more. Uh, and it has made a, a big difference because more and more people were beginning to do at-home workouts and mm-hmm. we've, we've seen an increase in protein sales. That's our number one product and then
1: fat burners from there and so Mm -hmm. on and so forth Um, so uh, I wanted to ask how um, like working so what's your position at uh, so I'm the national sales
0: uh, representative okay I'm also the uh, bit of the creative director uh, as well Nice. So having those roles—that's a combo, actually. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm very fortunate to work with a team that mm-hmm. you know understands my background personally as an artist, but also understands the other background as being someone who's into fitness. So I have the best of both worlds. Yeah, uh, I
1: feel like being artistic in any company nowadays is so key because like like design and like visuals is like everything now in marketing. Like the product is has to be a good product, but mm-hmm. like having some sort of artistic vision to a brand is so key and like like we said like like making something move like be noticed on a shelf you know
0: yeah um that's that's super that's super important now is mm-hmm. the um to it's, be like it's a,
1: artistically like capable it, of like,
0: it's your labeling yeah. it's and the new generation of of you know sports supplements lifestyle brands is having a look that is going to stop you and you're going to turn you're going to look at it and say you know i kind of want, want that mm-hmm. And then you know you have the people such as myself that who we usually turn in the back and read nutritional uh, facts instead of just grabbing <laughs> and going. Right. And you're going to see with our product, we don't have any additives in there. We we don't have any super lows. Right. Everything's sweet with. So, yeah, so you're knocking we, down we, both demographics. So when I yeah exactly. So when yeah. I say we keep it simple,
1: mm.
0: we keep it super simple to the point that we're to work with high quality ingredients. That we don't need to alter it in any way or add any preserving a- agents in there to you know make it taste better make it last longer on mm-hmm. the shelves we have really come up with the method especially with our protein where it tastes great it's digestible it is just uh, a wpi whey isolate protein sweetened with stevia, cocoa powder that is it mm-hmm. and a lot of people take a look at it and say no this can't be it no amino spiking as well they take one sip one sip and they're hooked I've even had some pro bodybuilders that I've given it to, and they've called me the next day and said, "For once, I was able to digest protein properly."
1: Mm-hmm. I find it's interesting how, like, so like you have like that sales in you, and then I wonder if you that same because like when you're selling an art piece, you're yes. not you're not marketing the art piece like what you just did right now. For no, example, right? I
0: speak the way I speak. I speak with passion.
1: Yeah, when I you lo- you really know your stuff, so you really like know what you're talking about. Yes, that's when you Okay.
0: To gauge an audience attention, you can't just speak for the sake of talking. How everyone has stage fright because they don't want to talk in front of a large crowd. I always love to do that. I, I never disliked that at all. Being able to engage an audience and tell them about your story is so crucial and important, you as a person, because that reflects you and what you're capable of doing with that confidence of speaking. So whether I am selling myself, my art, I speak with passion because I put passion behind that piece. If I'm selling the product because I have passion behind what I'm making, what I'm creating, uh, and is a reflection of me, and yet I'm the same person who still wears sweatpants to work.
1: Uh, <laughs> but when, there's a, there's a lot of that to do with like knowing yourself and like exactly, you're, you're technically branding yourself.
0: Yeah, I, mind you, if you can have no sense of fashion, but if you can talk like this, doesn't care anymore. Mm-hmm. You're able to uh, bring in an audience. Right. Right. And for myself, I want to dress the part. I need to speak the part. Mm-hmm. And one thing I've always noticed is that always other artists that have art exhibitions invite other artists. Heck, I've done that too, but I don't invite people who, you know, who are artists, who make their own art. I invite people who want to buy art.
1: Because I'm, I'm able sense.
0: to speak to them. Right. Is, and I'm not just selling the piece, I'm selling myself. And I, I'm selling something that's gonna last a lifetime. Right. And how, how I am with, you know, my industry uh, the supplement ministry, I relate into selling the painting, but the only difference is, I speak a little bit more personally mm-hmm. with myself. When you speak personally about yourself, with, with your clients, whoever it is, they feel a connection. And especially now during COVID too, I've spoken to a lot of my uh, retailers across the board. And you know, and I would ask, how's everything going with your store? Has COVID affected you hard? What, how, what are you guys do to handle? I've been on the phone for 30 minutes to an hour and I let literally them speak because they have so much bottled up inside.
1: Mm-hmm. You just gotta listen to it. Exactly. As
0: a sales rep, you need to call the next person. Call the next person. Do you need to place an order? No, fine. Mm-hmm. That's robotic, and I find that you're just doing it to get something out of it. And when you have like a very niche, There's no
1: purpose product. behind. Exactly. It. When
0: you have a very niche product, I've seen it happen. Times like you don't need to try anymore. People want it. I don't really need to try. I'll be honest. We don't really need to try. But I want to have a key relation with everyone going forward because they're just like people you, you, and me. Mm-hmm. So calling, picking up. How's the family doing? How are you doing? How, you, how, how are the kids? How's the store doing? Everything. Everything that... On
1: a personal level. Yeah.
0: On a personal level, that matters. And you'll be yeah, surprised... That makes a
1: good salesman, for sure.
0: Exactly. Because, yes, my... Because you're,
1: you're not really a salesman at that point. You're a friend.
0: Exactly. You're yes, you're my objective is still the same. is to sell them the product. It's to mm-hmm. sell the painting. But... I'm not just showcasing that uh, I, I'm gonna sell you something, but I'm also showcasing that I'm a person just like you, mm-hmm. and I want to be your friend and I want to talk because I like to have these key relationships. People that saw my paintings today, I, I I talk, I talk to uh, all my retailers. I, I know them by first names. I know the kids. I know I I know the family because you know they're stuck in the store half of the all day and they just speak the clients the same shit over and over again. Mm-hmm. And you know I give them a ring. I shoot them an email, and uh, we were on the phone for uh, you know good 20 minutes or so just catching up Mm
1: -hmm. it's just like um like just as simple as one artist inviting his artist friends versus another artist inviting possible customers yes it's it's such a like a simple like difference in way of thinking that makes you just uh, that definitely relates to you selling more art pieces but you're not thinking in a in a really like i'm gonna just i'm hungry you want to sell me pieces you you genuinely just love the whole process, so like naturally you're just doing everything right without even realizing, in a sense, almost, right?
0: Um, yeah, yeah And that's I'm, pretty
1: crazy. Like you, then you just you just got to think of like you just got to enjoy what you're doing, and then you just naturally make the right decisions, and just something as simple as that, like. I feel like, as an artist, I would even just easily be like, oh I yeah, yeah. like I want to see my friends react to my painting and like get their opinions on it. you know
0: the the way that you just described me, I would say it's it's that that's kind of a perfect example mm-hmm. uh, of that. like you you put the words in the right places. Um, I know when it's real when it's fake because I've worked with other sales rep before, and it's a mask. It's a mask that they put on really well because the minute it's over, it's like, oh, fuck that guy. Um like yeah exactly there's no genuine uh appreciation uh anymore mm-hmm. for uh for that it's like go in and get the job done and get out mm-hmm. uh all they see is a dollar signs in front of the person mm-hmm. and yes that is a sales that that's someone that sells 100 percent. but if you don't have that honest personal reaction all right.
1: And you are, yeah. it's not like you're lying. Uh, no, you're, 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 you're definitely being genuine. Yeah.
0: People can see through other people. And I've seen it exactly. time and time ago before the sales are, well, yeah, I bought all this product and now I have no support.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Well, because they just wanted that sale from you and that's well, it. Why can't even move the product now?
1: Unlike, yeah. unlike
0: us, yes, you'll buy the product, but you'll have that consistent, which support. is way
1: smarter because in the long run, you're the one winning. Not the well, other
0: exactly. Well, yes. Some people say, oh, it takes more time and effort. Well, no, no, no one doesn't. It, it should be something that comes naturally. And you already you.
1: have the solutions for the problems that he may be facing. So, boy, yes. you may as well help him help you. Exactly. Right. So you go somewhere to meet somebody in person yes. for that relationship, right? Yes. So, what do you think of the whole like, Zoom call thing?
0: um no I think it's can you just still do that I, I it? think it's just as personal it's funny I had a, two of them this week okay um, you, you know they, they're absolutely phenomenal mind you like despite traveling now there's not mm. much I can do um, but like I'm not traveling to the to Saskatchewan or Manitoba mm. anytime soon so uh, the, the zoom calls really do make a difference okay uh, and I'm still face-to-face Mm-hmm. But mind you, I like shaking that person's hand. You I do, like being okay. present yeah. them. Let me take you out for dinner Let me take you out for something and having a conversation
1: mm-hmm. Because that, that's kind of a question that's brewing out of like central cities like are they just gonna become all, like our downtowns not gonna be a thing anymore because like people don't need to be in the City Center to like make deals happen, but in, at the end of the day Like you said you want to shake the hands them you want to do a same cassette with somebody and meet them I, I you know? think
0: I think it's gonna become the zoom these online um, conferences are going to be um, a norm going mm-hmm. forward, very much of a norm, mm-hmm. where we don't take out clients to dinner anymore, where we don't meet them face to face. And I think the rarity okay. is going to be, to be to meet someone. Let's say even COVID is gone at the end of this. Mm-hmm. The uh, conference calls, the online conference are still gonna be a norm, mm-hmm. while you know meeting someone in person is, is not you did everything you possibly can
1: that's it yeah. you
0: you were respectful you mm-hmm. were nice I'm going to give, send you some wholesale numbers a catalog you, you want to do this we can do you can do EDLP for your first order yada 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 mm-hmm. and then you never hear from them again well you know what? that's okay you can follow up I followed up countless of times and I never heard from them again mm-hmm. it is what it is you don't take it personally they will eventually come around when mm-hmm. they're ready mm-hmm. and instead of you responding like about fucking time no yeah. oh, great to hear from you again that's how it, can yeah. I help you
1: yeah and you just keep it moving exactly nice well i really appreciate you coming Thank was, you the really early stages of this Whatever I'm doing I don't even know what I'm doing yet
0: No, no neither, neither do I, don't. man I don't know what I'm <laughs> doing either and I, and I, 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 That's why I tell people in art It's like How do you come up with these ideas It's like Honestly, I don't know what I'm doing I just like doing it And the less you think about it You know you know, The more relaxed The more enjoyment That you're having with it mm-hmm. Don't be hard on yourself Don't put on too much stress If you have anxiety You're thinking to- more towards the future And it's stressing you About what's going to become If you have the pressure You're thinking way too much in the past In which maybe you can't can't accomplish it. So uh, one thing I say to everyone: um, build an idea, put the pieces together, and once the pieces start coming together, you start creating more and more and more. This is going to grow from here on out. Mm -hmm. Everything that you ever do is going to grow. You just have to have the passion. You have to have the drive. And yes, someone's going to come in the way and say this is stupid. Don't listen to them. Just you Mm. do you. As long as you're not hurting one anybody in the process. Go have fun.